Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to the Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen, and with me as usual is my co-host, Donald Thomas, and we are on Victory Monday. How good does that feel to be able to say after the year we had last year and what we saw week one, Donald, how are you feeling this morning? Man, you said it. Victory Monday. It doesn't get any better than that. And, you know, as a former player, you want to hear Victory Mondays because you already know you get an extra day off. But this is a day for Colts fans to be to be happy and excited because, you know, you won and won and it feels good. Absolutely, it feels good. I mean, there's a, there, there's some things we can nitpick about, but we are definitely going to get into the good, the other good, the other good, and hmm. a couple question marks here in just a moment. Before we do, I want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite uh, casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So if you had to give game balls out, uh, you got three game balls to give out, Don. Can I call you Don? Yeah. Yes, okay. you can. I, I, want, I wanted to make sure of that. I, I never, I, that was the first time I've said that. And that is the first time you've asked me that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I apologize. I should have asked before I even came out, but three game balls to give out for this game, man. Who are they going to? Okay. So I'm going to be biased again, but I think everyone will be on my side, right? I'm going to give a game ball to each and every offensive lineman that played on Sunday. Um, They didn't waver. They stayed the course. They lost their starting center. They kept pushing. Game ball to everybody there, especially, you know, the young kid that came in and played well at the backup center. Um, Second game ball goes to the full defensive line. They did a great job, especially in the first half of getting after the quarterback. I thought that was a great job. And then last but not least, I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew. You know, you don't take any reps during the week. You're ready. You you were a professional. You came in. You managed the game well. You didn't have any turnovers. Uh, you know, Minshew mania. I don't want to put the car before the horse because, you know, we want. I, w- I would love to see AR come back healthy and ready to go. But Gardner did a great job of stepping in. So those are my game balls. Absolutely. I can't. Can't argue with those three. The only one that, you know, I'm I'm like, ah, I feel like Shane Steichen should get one too, right? Uh, with the game, the 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 game that he called, I think he, he called a very good game, especially offensively throughout the entire game. Um yeah, some question marks in the second half, but the, that's nitpicking. Um, but for the most part, I feel like absolutely Gardner Minshew as a backup quarterback. Of course, he's been a starter. Uh um before yeah. and he came in prepared ready and it showed yesterday when anthony richardson went out with the concussion that offensive line i agree was absolutely outstanding and they 
they definitely deserve a game ball in this. Wesley French, as you was talking about, the guy who came in for Ryan Kelly, the starting center, uh, surprised me. I, I watched him last year. I watched him during practice and training camp, and I was worried when he came in, but he played good ball against a Texans defensive front that isn't bad, right? Uh, they're not a bad defensive front. And then, of course, yeah, the D-line. I mean, we had the entire D-line. I'm talking all the way down to the third stringers, right? I, because they there was good rotation across that D-line. Everybody got night. some yesterday. Everybody got to play at least 20% of the snaps. All nine defensive linemen played at least 20% of the snaps, yep. Yep. which I was like, wow. Right. I'm not used to see I'm used to seeing our starters playing like 70, 75 percent. You yeah. know, Grover only played 50 percent of the snaps. Had me a little worried, but I think it was more just keeping him fresh. Right. Yeah. Keep, yeah big Grove. You got to keep him fresh, man. He's a big, that's a he's a big dude. I, I ran into him a couple years ago. I was impressed by his size. But, yeah, you got to keep him fresh. I mean, that was a game where if we don't need to keep like, bang these guys up then we're ahead, we're up. We're managing the game. Like, let's get some other guys in there. Like, you know, like you go to say, and, and I don't want to dwell on it, but like, you know, when a backup comes in, nine says out of 10, you know, play drops a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, um, at that center position, especially is critical. You know what I mean? Like, if I could just give one game ball, I'd give the game ball to him. Right. But as a whole, like, those guys rallied around him and made them feel comfortable because I know what that feels like when, you know, you got a back, especially the center come in. You're like, all right, bro, you got it. We're good. We're in the huddle. Just relax. We're up, you know. And that's what made it so, so like, uh, easier changes for him because he was – we were up, right, instead of coming down in a dogfight. You don't want your starting center going out. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, if you can get guys in there and keep them fresh in a rotation instead of just having guys stand on the sideline, you know, I think um, – that really, you know, is going to help out your starters going forward. You can take the pressure off of them because you never know. Every play could be, you know, a crucial play where somebody could go down. And so the more we can get guys out, you've got to do it, right? So it's one of those things where everybody got – and then everyone played well when they got in. Granted, now, you know, Texans are riddled with, you know, injuries on the offensive line. I mean, with Tunzel, I, I, I'll argue, I think Tunzel's a top three left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing, so that helped us out tremendously. But then, if you look at their interior guys, I mean, you got ACL, you had a, um, you had another guy that he's supposed to be coming back from, I think, like a uh, foot or something like that. You have like three of their interior guys are, are out on IR, coming back from IR, you know, during the season. So like they were riddled with injuries, but we took advantage. Of, that's not our problem. Injuries are part of the game. I don't care who's yep. in front of you. Next man, that ain't up. my problem. Yep, exactly. So they were professionals yesterday, and, and uh, hats off to them. Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, w- w- they have they have their injuries. They're playing second stringers. Some of them, I, I think one of them is actually uh, the third string offensive lineman for that position. And when they're at that situation, you want to see your backups perform well as well uh, across yeah. from them, you know, your defensive line. And let's, let's put it down. We had five sacks yesterday. Two of those came from – uh, second and third string defensive linemen, Jacob Martin and Taven Bryan both had a sack in this game. Who? So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right? So, you want to see those young guys get in and play well, you know, those backups. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they can go too. Mm-hmm. Backups can play. 
They may not be, you know, as good as a starter, but they can play, man. And, I, you know, that's the same thing that people don't look at when, they, when they're thinking about these guys. Like, they're there for a reason. And you let them give them like that little ounce of that little, that little inch, they're going to take a mile. And so those guys did their job yesterday. And they, you know, like they're going to earn some more playing time. And hopefully Colts fans are okay when they see who's in. And, and, and you know, it's like they're not worried as much. Now, granted, it might not bode well for them all the time. And that's why they're not the starter. But when they get in, guys got to make plays. And they made plays yesterday. That's why I gave them both sides of the ball, game balls. They took care of business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there was some question marks uh, in the second half. Now, the first half, oh, my goodness, the offense and defense played absolutely lights-out football, right? Correct. I mean, absolute lights-out football on both. I mean, Anthony Richardson, two drives, two touchdowns, right? Both those rushing touchdowns were impressive. Now, the – But what did I say game? last – but what did I say yep. last week, though? Yep. If anyone that's been listening, you know what I said. You, it cannot be the way – we. I know he can run the football. You don't want him the way he left out last week with a bag of ice on his knee. It can't be the – I don't want design runs for him all the time. Both of our first two touchdowns were design runs for Anthony Richardson. And here's the killer part. He he didn't have to get hit going into – that was going to be a touchdown regardless. But guys are going to tee off on him just like a Cam Newton because he's like a Cam Newton body type. Big kid. He can run the football. They're going to tee off on him because he's the fourth overall overall pick. And they want to get their name, and they want hey, welcome to the NFL, rookie. And you don't want that for your start for your franchise guy. You and, and showed it right then and there. I knew when as soon as he, I said he didn't have to get hit, he didn't have nope. to get hit. They but they they're going to hit you because they want to, and they can. Yes, yes, and, and it wasn't a light hit either. It was so no. the impact was so strong that their helmets collided. Right, he was fine. So that yeah. that tells you right there, and he was already across the line when the collision happened. Like should have been a said. flag, in my opinion. Yes, I think so, too. Yeah. But, you know. Um, now, the second half, there's some controversy here. Um, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit. In the first half, I'm looking. In the first half of this game, C.J. Stroud only had 114 yards passing. 114 in the first half. Matter of fact, he had 114 yards passing right up five minutes till the end of the third quarter, right? When when the Colts were up three scores, when they were 31 to 10. And then with five minutes left in the third quarter, there was a change in play calling, right? Defensively, where you're up three scores, I understand this. You're more, you're, you have a different view of this than I do as we was talking before we got into this. Um, but we went a little bit more basic kind of softer zone, keep things in front of us, make them eat clock, protect the lead. Mm -hmm. CJ Stroud, uh, in that period of time from five minutes left in the third quarter till the end of the game, ended up getting an additional, and this is ridiculous, <laughs> 270 yards passing in 20 minutes of game, right? Uh, and it made the game look a lot closer than what it actually was. But to me, I, I'm I've always been of the assumption of, you know, don't go away with what's working. 
but I fully understand the concept of protect your lead, right? Eat the clock. Get out of here with a W. Don't take chances. I understand that as well. What are your thoughts on it? Well, you just hit the nail on the head at the end, those last few comments that you said. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from a standpoint of being on the sideline or in the game, you know, the opposing team's not going to stop fighting. So we're just going to bend and not break, right? So they're going to air it out. We're going to play. We're going to get back. We're going to play prevent defense. They got. They have to throw the football. They're not going to run the ball. They're down three scores. We mm-hmm. know what they're going to do. I'm not going to press my. I'm not going to press my, my the receivers and get them beat deep all of a sudden just over the top and have a catastrophe happen where they score faster than what they need to do, right? So all I'm going to do is slow the bleeding. This is an NFL team. They're going to they they can throw the football. They have receivers that can catch the ball. I'm going to play off. If I was a DC, I'm I'm telling we're we're playing we're we're off the ball at least ten yards off the ball. Give them whatever's in front, right? Make them earn that, all right. And then eat clock, eat clock, eat clock, and then we get on we get on offense, and then we play defense on offense, and that's what the Colts did, right? Mm-hmm. So we either were to throw, we're going to hand the ball off and run it, eat clock, or I'm just going to hit you with little short passes, mm-hmm. which they did. I think the longest pass was like forty some yards. Everything else was five yards, six yards, eight yards, right? That's just like running the football. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, it changed for everyone else. But I saw what they were doing. Oh, we're yeah. gonna play defense on both sides of the football. When we're on offense, we're playing defense. We're just gonna keep the ball away from them, whether we run it or throw it. That's what the Colts did. And then we're on defense, give them everything in front, let them eat clock up. If it gets close, so what? Let's just keep the lead. And that's what they did. And they just got out of there and they flew back here and everybody was happy. <laughs> Everybody's happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say, uh, it didn't turn out either way like it did last year against the Texas first game. We tied the second game. We <laughs> lost, uh, by a, a missed interception in the end zone. Um, there, there is something I, I do want to discuss a little bit with some of these young guys out here. Um, I feel like some of the young defenders are out there trying to make big time impact hits when they should be more worried about wrapping up. I saw it twice uh, last night, once by EJ Speed, mm-hmm. where he tried to, to do a, an impact shoulder tackle, mm-hmm. did not wrap up, mm-hmm. and it did not did not put him down. And I saw the same thing again later with Rodney Thomas, right? Uh, the, the young safety out there where he tried to do a shoulder tackle rather than wrap up. And that allowed extra yards after the catch L chunk yards to be fair and that's something as a defender our our defense especially from uh, across the board little even though across the defensive line is actually light cons- uh from position to position as as normal you know players in the nfl of their position they're they're quite light i don't like the whole you know trying to shoulder tackle, make a big impact play, maybe mm-hmm. jar a ball loose. You can jar a ball loose with your hands as you're, as you're, you know, wrapping up. I, I, I don't like the shoulder tackling thing. So I guarantee you today they're hearing about that in the meetings, wrap up, because you're going to hear that from you football all the way to the pros, wrap up, right? So they, they're, they're hearing that. And I, like we talked about earlier, like we don't have a, we don't have a, 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 a big hitter like that 
just going to come down like a Ray Lewis type body type. They, they can mm-hmm. shoulder tackle somebody and knock the ball loose at the same time. We That's not us. So that's going to be a problem. I think that um, this is a game where from a player standpoint, like I know I have to wrap up. I know I'm supposed to wrap up, but we're up. I'm going to take a shot. I'm just going to try to, you know, give you a little extra. Mm, right. And mm-hmm. so like from a standpoint of like with, with EJ, when he did that, yeah, you got to wrap up, but I get what you did. Cause you're like, we're up. I'm just going to demoralize you a little bit more and give you one of those good shots. Right. And then Rodney, shout out to Rodney yell, yell guy from New Haven, Connecticut, where I'm from my hometown. So we're going to mm-hmm. take it easy on Rodney. Rodney's a young player. He took a gamble. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's hearing it from his coach today. So those things, those things, yes, they're negatives, but they're going to turn them into positives. If they harp on the right way, I think that group of guys out there understand that you got to wrap up. And let me tell you something right now. You don't wrap up against some of these better teams. You're in for a rude awakening. So you got to wrap up. So I know there, I know coach, the coaches and the players know Houston's not a great football team overall. So we could, we could take a couple of chances like we took yesterday, but we can't take those chances come these next couple of weeks. Oh no, not against Baltimore next week, especially. You know, yeah, you, you better wrap up or tackle Lamar. Watch what happens. You better wrap <laughs> up, right? You better wrap up, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And they got some uh, power running backs as well. You don't want to shoulder tackle them either. No. Um, but yeah, you were absolutely dead on right. Take the win, enjoy the win. But remember, this is the Houston Texans. Okay, they were considered to be, you know by most people a bottom five team and yet most people even chose them to beat the Colts right so you got to kind of look at perspective you got to earn the respect of the rest of the NFL on top of yes you beat the Texans now you got to beat a better team right Mm -hmm. you got to beat a better team not just I, I understand you're not out here trying to you're not trying to gain the respect of the NFL but your locker room will feel much better if you beat someone other than just the Texans. Right. right? I mean, you all would feel a lot better. Absolutely. Everybody locker room, everybody, the whole state of Indiana, everybody, (laughs) you're going to feel better when your team beats a good team. Exactly. When we finally get that good team, like, and this is going to like, not to jump ahead, but you know, we're on to the next game. So this Baltimore game is a huge test. And I don't think Mm Baltimore is playing that well, in my opinion, but we'll get to that later. But this is a game where we where. Like I said, wrapping up is key. Finishing blocks is key, right? There were a lot of times in this game where, yes, we got the run game going, but there were a lot more yards to be had. Oh, yeah. We missed some key blocks, and I feel like sometimes we're not finishing blocks all the way or just not as aggressive in the run game when it comes to guys really firing off the football. Um, But we're gelling. It takes Mm -hmm. weeks to gel, and I think if we can keep guys healthy, like we said before, and we see it already with with, with Ryan Kelly going down with a concussion, it's hard to keep five guys together all year round, right? And so you don't see it all the time, and so you hope that guys in training camp got enough reps together where they can kind of come in, and and, and you saw that where they got enough reps together, and they were able to finish a football game with the next five that was in, right, the next combination that was Mm -hmm. in. But as the weeks progress, right, we got to be able to have those 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 double teams. And like, cause like I remember when I was playing, I can literally say one word to my tackle, and he knew exactly what I meant on that play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I would just say his name, like, hey, like I'm like Anthony when I was wasn't here with with uh, with the coach with Costanzo, like, Anthony, like yep yep yep, like stuff like that. When you get a new guy to come in, 
Anthony, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you calling my name <laughs> right before the ball snaps? So we're going to have like, we just have to have some more continuity. And that happens as the weeks go with guys really finishing blocks and, and working together and the run game will start to gel and come together. And, and really we need, we need a 20 yard rushing game. I'm telling you right now, coach fans, we get a 20 yard rushing game. It's going to be a different trajectory for this season. I don't care who it comes from. Yep. Yep. I get you. Um, Zach Moss had five yards of carry um, for the most part until the last two drives of the game. He had six yards of carry. Now, obviously the Texas knew we were running the football, you know, so they kind of honed in a little bit harder the last two drives of the game and kind of dropped his average down one yard of carry, but uh, did did a a very good job, not just him, but the offensive line, the whole run game in, in general, uh, was very, very good. They got a tough matchup, as we said, against Baltimore. But my, I want to go back to last week, a discussion we had, on the last topic that we're going to talk about on this episode uh, that is very pertinent to last night's game. Last week, we was talking about Andrew Ogletree, the, the tied in who had mm. the concussion. Yes, And I was like, look, in order for him to get through, he has to, you know, hopefully, I hope, that he gets through protocol by limited practice on Thursday, full practice Friday, and then cleared Saturday. And that's exactly how it went. But you were like, hey, absolutely, but don't rush it. You know, if he's not ready to play, don't play. Even though he cleared Saturday, they threw him on the inactive yesterday, right? And did not let him play because we had depth there. Now, Anthony Richardson has concussion, right? He could legitimately go through the protocol just like Ogletree did and get out Mm -hmm. in a a week, you know, and get out by Friday or Saturday. However, with the way Gardner Minshew played, right, 19 of 23, 171, a touchdown, no turnovers, no sacks. Even if Anthony Richardson clears, would you play him or would you let him sit out? I would sit him out. And 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 I and, and only reason why I would sit him out is because of this. You don't want another Tua situation like last year. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins caught so much heat from that that they changed the game for concussion protocol. And so even when a guy clears of the caliber of an Anthony Richardson as your franchise quarterback, if he clears and he comes back in that game and he takes a hit because you know they're coming and knock his head off because mm-hmm. he doesn't clear and they're going to test to see where your head is at, right? And he comes, he, go, he goes back in the concussion protocol, you're going to catch all the heat in the world. Absolutely. A game like this where you're going into a hostile environment, Baltimore's no easy place to play, Um you have a veteran team. Yeah, you have a veteran team that you're going against. Let Gardner take this game. Um, let he's he's been he's played at a lot of different stadiums. He's been a starter, a bona fide starter in the league. We're not running away from Anthony. We're being safe and we're we're keeping his health as like the number one thing in our mind. Excuse me. So from a standpoint of should he play or not, I don't think he should play. That's just my opinion. I'm not, you know, the, I'm not the the Medical staff, by any means, but if he clears and he gets hit hard again, because they're going to try to and you and, and you you're running the ball with Anthony Richards. He plays. He better not run the ball one time. You better uh, not run him. 
I'm telling you because if you I'm, he's going to take a hit and they're coming as soon as he takes that ball, I'm telling I'm coming down here as a linebacker or DB or whatever, and I'm gonna test that. I'm gonna test this see if he has a concussion or not. I agree with you. Yeah, it's 100%. dangerous, man. Keep him out for one game. I mean, listen, coach fans, don't kill me, but you're not projected to win this game. Now you can win this game. That's a shock. What? <laughs> you know, I, I don't want anybody to be mad. I still gotta I still gotta go to Kroger later on today. You might see me in Kroger and they hey, you just so what I'm saying is is let the veteran that you have on the team, this is why we have them for times like this. Let him go in and do his thing, manage a football game, and hopefully he can he can lead us to a victory, right? But don't put your starting franchise guy who you're putting years of of of, of your future on his back because we want to be greedy for one game or two games and, and he's not all the way right. Show him that you care about him because in the end, when if he has a great career and it's time for him to get re-up, you didn't take care of me before, so I want to leave, right? And so all these things play into this, the story, the drama of the future as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Everything, everything you said, I agree with, all right? Especially when it comes to Anthony Richardson, you know he's going to – it's it's natural for him to take off when he's under pressure, right? Yeah, you know, great. I don't care how you uh, you draw it up to where you know you're getting rid of the football in 1.7 seconds. There's still going to be times where he's going to be pressured. There's still going to be times where you know he's going to take a shot. Guys, e- even after you know, even if a, a defensive lineman has no shot at getting a sack, if he can get a shot at getting a shot on him as we saw at the end zone, how he got the concussion in the first place, right? They're going to take it. So you absolutely got to be careful with him. As you said, you know, bring up the Tua situation from last year. That is 110% relevant. I don't Mm want to see something like that. You definitely uh, let him sit out. Let his brain heal a little bit longer, right? And and that way you're not um, taking a risk on that situation. And and Gardner Minshew – he played well, you know, he's, 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 he's not Matt Ryan out there. He's not a completely, you know, statue of a quarterback. He can move around too, if you need to. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and, and, and do that. And definitely I like what they did with Ogletree. Yes. I yeah. like what they did with Ogletree, especially because we had, especially because we had depth at the tight end position. Will Mallory came in for him. Now we got and- depth. We got depth with AR, use that. Yep. I mean, and also you have to look at it too, like from the Colts perspective, like we're playing the Texans. Mm-hmm. You probably get get by without with, with rest of you this game and we'll be smart as well. Now, this is a playoff game. Can you remember what I just said? <laughs> What's your last name? Like, you know, easy questions like that are going to be asked, like, you know, like what college did you go to, right? Like stuff like that. Oh, yeah, he's good. Because we need this win, right? And then he understands that, and it's just a little bit different. But week two of the season, we got to be smart, right? And I'm just joking about the make protocol easier, right? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't hit me up on that. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, like it's it was the Texans, right? Like, let's sit you out. Like, you're not good to go. Enjoy the trip to Houston. Don't be a distraction. Root your teammates on. We'll see you week three. Because I'm telling you right now, we got a we got a little gauntlet now. We got Baltimore, and we got you got L.A. and you got Aaron Donald, and you know what I'm saying. So if he we, waits a week, he still got another headhunter coming in Indianapolis, and we need to make sure that he he can take a hit by then, because there might be a couple of hits that he's going to be getting 
I don't care if you're getting the ball out or not quick. I mean, you know, you got to get rid of the ball then. But I'm saying, like, we got to look into the future because if we can't just look at that one game, we got to look at the game past that as well. You know, and I'm not going to look too far ahead, but, you know, you just got to make sure you take care of this guy because he's your future. Absolutely 100%. I think that's going to do it for this episode as we reviewed uh, the Colts win in Houston at NRG Stadium by a score of 31-20. to Um, Don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash the like button, hit subscribe, and share to your favorite social media. If you're listening to this on an audio podcast, make sure uh, you leave a review and go check us out on YouTube. And until next time, uh, this was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts, one to one in the division. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.